Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is December 18th, 2023. This is our last post-Raw show of 2023, and uh, they they brought it tonight. They got the big day one show on January 1st. We'll be here for that. Who is we? Well, I'm Sean Ross Sapp. This is Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? Hey, I haven't been renewed for 2024 yet. Where's my contract that says that Denise is going to be here on day one? You want a contract? No, but I'm just okay, saying. Okay, there you go. That's I'm just exactly trying to be what trouble. I thought. <laughs> Denise with a contract. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, you actually had to get out of a contract to do our show, didn't you? I did. Your Aralucha contract. No, no, I didn't have to get out of that contract to do okay. this show. No. Okay, I wasn't sure. You are an Aralucha. You know what? Technically, I was your boss then, Denise. Oh, yeah, because you were an owner. We sarcastically invested <laughs> in Aralucha. And I'll give you guys a little uh, behind the scenes here. I messaged the creator of Aralucha and I said, are you interested in selling that footage? Because you ain't doing shit with it. And like, at least we could release it on Fightful. And there's a lot of really good talent in there. And I never heard back from him. I have emailed him numerous times in the past. And this is the first time I didn't get an email back. It was like five or six months ago. But I was like, how much could he possibly want for the Aralucha footage? Like, he's never going to use it. Ever. So, let me buy it. Hey, if you buy it, you're going to own the footage of my first time ever ring announcing. I'd never ring announced before that day. So you would there own were, that footage. They were good cards too. Like there, yeah. were, there was really good wrestling on there. Yeah, they really were. And I didn't even know you that. then, huh? Yeah, no, we I didn't, didn't even. Know each other. I didn't even know you, and you were already my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I knew of you. I had seen you on uh, After Buzz and and oh, Waltman. Don't remind stuff, me. But. After Buzz. <laughs> Send in your super chats and your humper chats uh, here at humperchats.com or here on YouTube.com/slash Fightful. Uh, this isn't all you're going to get on uh, YouTube this week. Uh, you're going to get interview that I, I'm dropping from WrestleCade with Eric Ademia, a very, uh, very promising prospect. We've got Cresta interviewing Gringo Loco. We've got Grapsity interviewing uh, Leo Rush this weekend. And then next Tuesday after Christmas, I am dropping Deanna Perrazzo's last interview as an impact talent 
as of now. We're going to talk free agency. Uh, we, we were able to film that one in person. It's going to be a good talk, and I'll have a lot of details on that. But if you want your question or statement read on the air, Super Chats here at YouTube.com slash Fightful or Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Our great moderator, Luis, who joined us for the holiday stream last night, uh, will be taking those down. But if that's not enough for you, we got FightfulSelect.com. Every day, we have at least two, one or two exclusive news stories. It's usually at least two. And then if we do select portions, there are like five or six things there. Now, a thing that I've been doing on our Facebook, which I have used more than any of our social media platforms in years, I've been debunking a whole lot of fake stuff. So if you think, oh, you know what? I see it on Facebook or Twitter 12 minutes later. No, you don't. I have had to correct like 50 different things over the last week. Had to release a whole mercedes Monet update based on websites getting it wrong. So just listen, just steal five bucks from somebody. Subscribe to Fightful Select. You're good to go. Not only that, you get podcasts, you get Q&As, all that good stuff. Early access to a lot of interviews and notes. It's a good good uh, spend of five bucks, guys. But leave a thumbs up on this video. We've got a WWE Raw to talk about. Hushes says, I'm glad they didn't punt on these shows in December. They certainly did not punt tonight or day one, Denise. They brought it tonight. They are bringing it on January 1st. And you know what? I'm glad they're not doing a Christmas night show. I'm fine with that. They could have filmed two tonight. What they could have done is they could have filmed a couple matches like, you know, before last week's Raw, a couple matches uh, before or after this week's Raw, and they could have found a way to, to put a show together. And I would have been okay with that, but I'm okay with them not doing a show as well. Yeah, I'm okay with having a night off for sure. It's going to be weird, though. I was just telling you off air that I don't even know what I'm going to do that day because I don't celebrate on Christmas Day. Uh, I celebrate on Christmas Eve. Like, that's the day that we eat tamales and we have our, you know, champurrado and it's a good time. And then the next day, all I do is eat leftover tamales and then that's it. Like, I got no big plans for Christmas Day. So it's Watch football all day. And I can't even go anywhere. Every place is closed on Christmas Day. So even in LA, be, huh? It's going to be a boring, boring night. Well, we've got plenty of content for you at FightfulSelect.com. I've got free agency stories. This uh, Sunday, Christmas Eve, the uh, viewer nominations for the Fightful Awards kickoff. So I'll give you guys a little uh, backstage news on how this unfolded last year. Last year, it was all the Fightful staff that, that put out nominations. Now, there are always write-ins, so everybody is always available on, on these Fightful Awards. But this year, I'm taking that direction directly from our, our Fightful subscribers as well, giving them a little more value. And we will take the, the most nominated uh, few things and add them into the ballots. And then in January, probably the start of it, uh, the Fightful Award ballots will be uh kicked off the show will be a little bit different this year as it'll be denise and i as will is in AEW. will might be accepting an award for all we know like we, we don't know what's gonna happen here uh so we will have that probably mid to late january something like that uh but the fightful awards are gonna be here for a very long time we we're very fortunate that people like Cody Rhodes and MJF and uh, Jade Cargill, so many people, Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, accepted their awards, have physical awards. Very, very nice. Speaking of Matt Cardona, Tommy Crazy says, 
Wondering if Matt Cardona will sign with WWE ever again. Seeing the Mysterios re-sign makes me think they're talking contracts. Could see Seth and Becky re-sign soon. So, uh, PW Insider reported that Dominic signed a new five-year deal. Wrestling Observer reports that Rey Mysterio signed a new deal. Fightful Select has reported that both Becky and Seth's deals are up in uh, June. So they are actively negotiating, and I know somebody else who's re-signed that I might break on FightfulSelect.com this week. Uh, Wait, where? WWE? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, so th- they are actively talking with people. But what about Cardona? He is like one of the most slam dunk how has he not gotten a full-time offer from somebody type of thing? But also, a lot of his charm is his ability to make money on, on the indies, Denise. Do you think we'll ever see him full-time in WWE again? Well, I think it depends because when you go to the indies and you mentioned the amount of money that he is making, he is also has a lot more creative freedom in terms of like if he wants to go to a show and he doesn't want to work a show, he can do that, right? You know, he can have a little bit more say, right? Of course, he's not going to have 100% creative freedom. I don't know the details on that, but he's going to have more freedom, period, to take certain bookings, not take certain bookings. I don't know, man. It's a fun lifestyle, but at the same time, I know that a lot of different wrestlers, You know, they think differently. And sometimes you think that they're having like the best time being freelance and being working everywhere. But then sometimes what they want is a steady place to work at. So it really just depends on the person. And remember when we saw Matt Cardona at the Atlanta premiere for Cody Rhodes' documentary? What was the thing that Cody first, the first thing Cody told us to look at? was Matt Cardona, Mark Matt Cardona's uh, freaking Rolex. Remember that? That, he, that Cody bullied him into buying. Yeah, there you go. So I'm like, okay, if he's out here with a Rolex, like he's clearly making some good money in the indies. And I see his post. I see that he puts like, because there's always those trolls, right, that are talking shit. And like he'll post like all of his bills and stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Did you know? That he took like six of the swag bags from that and then sold them on whatnot. Are you serious? Yeah, so it's what Cody told me. No, that's <laughs> so hilarious. I didn't realize until later on, and I think I had even texted you that that night. I was like, "Did you realize that Cody slipped in like autographed eight by tens in in the swag bag?" So I've still got a Cody autographed eight by ten. It's literally here. That was very. That was a fun experience this year. Like uh, that. I was, love that. that I was, wish there was, was more was stuff really like cool. that. That yeah, was really that was my awesome. first time working one of those. Orlando Orego says, a movie theater on Christmas Day, Denise. That might be something that I do, depending on Yeah, the... but what am I going to watch? There's, like, nothing. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not watching that Wonka bullshit. I, I there, was going to watch it just because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does it look bad? I haven't really even seen the trailer for it. But I there's really an, love. Oh, there's Wanda, a new Mean so. Girls coming out. That's cool. Will it be out by Christmas Day? No, it's out in January. I'll anyway, Ryan says, "Hey, Sean. Earlier today on Busted Open, Scott Demore teased a big surprise for Hard to Kill. Called it the biggest signing in company history. With that kind of hype, it has to be Mercedes, right?" <sighs> I'm reading your facial expression, Sean, because I was kind of thinking the same thing. But let me see. What are you saying? Okada could be the biggest in company history. Mercedes could be. I don't know who it is. I, I wish I did, but I had people in Impact Wrestling asking me who it was. I hit up everybody that I could, and <laughs> I hate to say this, not only did they not know, they didn't even know that Impact was teasing somebody. So give me a few days. I'll see what I can find out 
over the break <laughs> and I'll see what I can dig up. But listen, that's good. Scott DeMore is cooking up some buzz for his company. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Lambert and Joel Pearl in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on uh, Fightful Overbooked. Uh, they had Jade Chung on today and they broke the news that she will be the ring announcer for TNA moving forward. I can tell you that I never expected to see, as reported by Joel Pearl and Jeremy Lambert on Fightful Overbooked in the weeds in a press release in my life, but it happened. Um, so it would be making moves. How okay? Let's just let's. Oh, I have a question for you. How would it look if Impact TNA got Mercedes Monet over her going to AEW or her going back to WWE? Like, how would that kind of change things? Because you know she would be great business. Point blank. She would, and I know the amount. That that was thrown out regarding Mercedes. And I'm not going to say it's impossible because nothing's impossible. But there ain't no way that Impact Wrestling TNA is paying that specific amount. <laughs> so that is that amount. the only thing that's kind of ruling Mercedes out for you? Yeah, because you know what? I, I'll put it this way. Mercedes will do whatever the hell she wants to do. She will do, if she wants to wrestle for PWG, well, PWG's not running right now. Well, if, if Mercedes calls them up and says, I want to wrestle for you, then they're going to start running. Um, I mean, that's just the, the way it is. She will work wherever it is that she wants to work. And if she wants money, she'll get the money. If she wants to do it for love of the game, she'll you know take a discount. I mean, that's pretty well what happened with New Japan, but. Because they were, I, I got to be careful. All these people, all these people on Twitter, clip this shit, and they act like it's gospel. There are things I can't say. <laughs> Sean Rossap three sixteen says, "Can't do it." <laughs> K seven seven five says, "If you had to guess, what do you think? What free agents do you think WWE will pursue in twenty twenty four?" Diana is a common sense one to me. Uh, I think they will go after QT. Uh, there's another that I think they'll bring in for a player coach role that I'm working to find out about. But uh, Dustin Rhodes, I think Dustin Rhodes heads to WWE in the fall. I think they would probably be pretty wild to not bring him in at this point. Um, Julia, I think they would do. I mean, Camille, maybe. Um, Camille's going to get, she's going to end up somewhere, though. Jay Miller says, too much speculation. Actually, uh, we will ask Luis to put that one in the uh, in the specific match. Big Man Griff says, sorry, late to the party. Have you heard anything about Bo Dallas returning? He's been putting out vignettes on YouTube with Uncle Howdy, Eric, Wyatt, Six. I haven't seen anything like that. There are fan accounts that will put out vignettes that are Bray, Bo, and company related that have nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them. Tamel says Mercedes left WWE in a tag team. Why do you think people talk more about her coming back than Trinity? I think Trinity could be heading back too. I can tell you that almost a year ago, WWE felt confident that they could get her back. Then there was a hiring freeze. This show is sponsored by better help. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. Oh, I've got some news on another act this week, too. It's going to be a fun week on Fightful Select. I'll just say that. A lot of transaction news, WWE related, coming to Fightful Select. You should put a little sound effect. Cha-ching! Oh, my gosh. Transaction! Cha-ching! Speaking of... Let's hear from our partners at Bet Online. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform, they've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds, whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or Football, baseball, basketball, or racing, anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. The line drive says I've said it on Fightful Select. QT Marshall with Chase U would be money. I, yeah, I think that would be a really good fit if he got brought in as like, because <laughs> I mean, they're, they're got, they've gone, gone bankrupt, right? Like That is true. They're bankrupt now and they need all these other things. But I don't know. I I would personally need to see it because after the whole QT Marshall powerhouse Hobbs thing, it really kind of just left a little bit of a sour note for me on that end. And I there was some weeks where I thought that the little TMZ thing that they were doing was kind of funny, but then that dried out really quickly. So I feel like there's been a little bit more misses for me on QT side of things on the AW content. So for me, it, it would take a second to see what is shown on WWE TV, but there is, there could be some stuff, some good stuff coming out of uh, chase you. I'm glad we got this comment. Cause I put in the headline part-time punk and he said, bro missed one show. Not really. 
He missed Raw a couple weeks ago as well. He's so, going to be doing house shows, Sean. He's going to be out here in LA. Quiet. I gotta, New I York. Gotta, I got to create the talking point. So obviously there's not Raw next Monday. So this guy is just showing up. This, this is the part that gets clipped. <clears throat> this guy is just showing up. Claiming to be full-time after complaining about part-timers for so long. And he wasn't on this week's Raw. He wasn't on Raw two weeks ago. And he's not going to be working next Monday. He wants three out of four Mondays off, but he's complaining about people going through glass? What the hell? Is he a part-timer, Denise? What's going on here? Don't bring me into this drama. I don't (laughs) want to be part of this clip. The hell's going on here? <sighs> that feels exhausting. That feels yeah. Really, I can't imagine really having exhausting. a YouTube channel where all I do is yell and hope that people pay me money for it. That'd be terrible. <laughs> but he's going to be on the house shows. He will be on the house shows, Denise. Uh, he's wrestling Dominic. I love that Dominic used like the most. 144p resolution quality gif of cm punk botching uh on twitter in response to a fightful article by the way but michael Keane says i was wondering if there's any update on survive or SummerSlam to cleveland i was hoping they would say something at raw but they didn't uh the last i heard it was the front runner but um i don't know if I don't know if it's finalized. If it was finalized, I feel like they would have announced it. That's how I feel it would have worked. Will says, I, for one, love how they're making day one a pay-per-view show. Me too. It, it's looking great. And uh, we haven't even got into Raw yet. So let's hop into it. I'm happy that a day one landed on a Monday. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> J- or JD McDonough and R-Truth. But before all that goes down, Judgment Day come out to cut a promo. Uh J.D. McDonough has a bandana on, or as we call it, a tablecloth to cover that big-ass head of his. But um, our truth thought he was jumped into Judgment Day last week, which is one of the things we had mentioned that we hoped happened. We hoped that he just thought it was an initiation. And I love this because, like, Damian Priest, you can tell how sincerely excited he is about this. Um, and our truth pitches all this and he's like you know what maybe i'm not in judgment day but you're not either if you lose this match and judgment day agrees and they're like you know what sounds good let's do it i love this promo our truth got an insane pop both during the match at the end of the match and for his entrance denise he's as over as he's been in over like 10 15 years Well, I think it definitely helped that we missed him for a good amount of time. I think we got so used to having him on the show that we forgot the comedy and the life that he brings to it. So I almost feel like people are going like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to have our truth on the show again, because we had gotten used to it for such a long time. And then, of course, you know, he was really the only light in the 24-7 championship picture that we were seeing, like literally the only things that were ever good in that 24-7 championship, aside from a couple of other things was primarily our truth i mean god how many times did he win that title like 49 50 something i forgot what the actual number is a lot. 
but it's a lot. So he really was the light of that. But this opening segment, I think, was just a reminder of what our truth can bring. I mean, he's didn't he? I'm trying to remember. Remember when he had that whole thing with um? Didn't he have that whole thing with Brock Lesnar that one time? It was great. It was that phenomenal. was freaking great. Yeah. 54 so fifty-four time champion. Thank you. Fifty-four times. And so the funny thing about this though is that everybody has sort of gotten into agreements agreements that nobody likes jd mcdonough even our truth he likes everybody and he does not like jd mcdonough and jd mcdonough going out there with the freaking bandana uh was actually pretty hilarious i'll give him that much that was pretty funny but yeah this was a good way to kind of kick off the show although in turn it ended up kind of being a little bit of a waste of time matt i thought the match was fun i thought it was good i mean they they put talent who was over on the screen and they made entertaining TV. And that's really all I can ask for is be entertained. They had the miracle on 34th street fight. I always love stuff like that, but it was loser leaves judgment day. JD McDonough lost the match and he's still in judgment day. That was what I meant by time wasted Yeah, because if not, like why would you make that stipulation? I feel like they could have had more fun with this and been like, bro, you lost, you're out. Uh, When they had Rhea yelling at him, telling, saying that she, that he embarrassed the judgment day and then pushing him. I think that could have been like uh, all of a sudden he's got to start all over again to try to kiss butt to the judgment day and try to get back on their good graces. But he should have been kicked out given that he lost this match. Because then what was the point of this loser leaves judgment day thing? It was hilarious. You know, they could have kept it going. So, yeah. Now you just got to add the headband. I feel like he should be on probation right now. That's how I feel. He should be on probation. Uh, We've got Will Chisholm says, I'm just mad that uh, the truth was out when Cena was here. Yeah, me too. That's a bummer. He's seen his biggest fan. (laughs) <laughs> and uh he's older than cena uh well that super chat was there and then it just disappeared but uh yes i loved our truth doing the cena moves there that that is such a fun thing jonathan corona says srs and denise and Luis. i know this is a stupid question you ever grown up watching power rangers if so which show did you guys like i watched the first season and when Zach and Trini, RIP Trini, left, I never watched it again. It wasn't my thing, but I was deep into it back then. Big fan I, of it back then. I never watched Power Rangers, not one episode. I grew up watching Barney. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Honestly, I was a PBS kid. I would watch like all the little PBS that shows. That tracks. I ended up working for PBS. Like Did that's you? How, Yeah, I was an intern for PBS. That's literally. Phenomenal. Whoa, Denise. I don't know why it your, does that. Your camera does that. Do do the thumbs up. Do the thumbs ups. I don't I don't know why it oh, does damn. that, but it does that randomly. It just does it like randomly. I don't it's know a, how to turn it off camera. or turn it on. Oh no well. idea. Jonathan Corona says Sean and Denise, who will get the rights because everyone's saying WBD because they, they want to see punk in LA. Uh, I was told that no one wrestler will make that deal happen. Like, no one wrestler is going to sway that type of deal or anything like that. I think that WWE ends up on FX or Amazon or or WWE Raw, and I think AEW ends up back on WBD, and if not them, then Fox in some capacity. Tune into our prediction show. There you go. Uh, We did a full video. 
Vin says, happy holidays. Enjoyed the prediction show. I expect most of, most of those to be off. <laughs> hey, said, man, we didn't do so bad last year. Yeah, My I know. Vince McMahon one got traction, okay? I'm very proud did. of that one. It's my only thing I've got to brag about. Says, Truth doing his thing and turning 52 in January. Truth breaking judgment day like Sammy broke the bloodline. That being said, hope the comedy slows in the new year. Gunther and Miz was a banger. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that since he sent a very generous super chat. Thank you, Vin. Listen, I'm okay with the comedy aspect. And I, I like it. the – Yeah, I think you need that comedic relief. And also, it's being used for some serious storyline, like Judgment Day, like Ivar getting over a little bit more. So I'm, I'm okay with it. But – Gunther defeated The Miz in one of the best matches of Miz's entire career. Listen, uh, we talk about Fightful Awards. Gunther, Will Ospreay, I feel like they're going to compromise some of these top spots. Now, In on Fightful, we have best in-ring performer and best overall performer, which factors in promos and all that. I don't think Gunther's promos can be understated. I think this guy is the perfect professional wrestler like i just look at him and i believe every single thing that he says i believe every single thing that he does and i believe that the miz desperately wanted to win this intercontinental title because we know how much it really does mean to him and they took a match that probably shouldn't have even really needed to happen but miz won that tag match so okay and they had a killer match they uh, like Barrett's bringing up Billy Robinson. How can I not have a soft spot for that? How can I not have a little soft spot for that? Miz out there studying moves and all that good stuff. But Gunther hitting a rainmaker. Jay Miller says too much speculation with Chelsea doing the rough rider. Gunther doing the rainmaker makes you wonder what if that was the spot that stood out to me in this fantastic match. But I want to know what you thought of this match. What I thought was that they did me dirty in this match because what? there was a couple of moments in this where I legitimately thought, I swear to God, if they have the miss just to beat Gunther, I would, I'm going to be so pissed. So the entire time, anytime uh, Gunther hit any sort of power move, I was like, end it, end it, end this match, end it right here. Like I didn't want, I didn't want near falls. Can, can you believe it? Like I didn't, I love near falls. Are you kidding me? I live for that. I did not want to see it in this match because my anxiety levels were too high. And I was seriously afraid that they were going to have the Miz win, especially because the crowd wanted the Miz to win. By the way, what the hell, people? How on earth was anybody out here rooting for Gunther to lose the Intercontinental Championship? I have a serious problem with that because he is our best freaking champion. And there was people out here wanting him to lose. Um, so that was my whole thing. The entire time, I just kept thinking, end the match. End the match right here. One, two, three. Let's go. I'm done. Let's move it on. But it was a great freaking match. And that's why I'm, I want to give them credit because they made me believe that there was going to be a chance that the Miz was going to defeat Gunther. And clearly that's not what I wanted, but they made me believe. So good job on that. Uh, it was a really great match. If the Miz babyface turn, first off, if it goes away now, or even if they continue it, I got no problems with it because we got the six-man tag that was very good. We got the promos that were very good. We got two really good IC title matches out of it. The last month and a half have been the best work of Miz's last several years. And, I mean, it goes a lot better when you have more to go off of than 
here he is on Ms. TV insulting people. That was stale. We don't need that anymore. We have the Grayson Waller effect for that. We we don't need to do the Miz thing as much anymore. And Miz showing that he can still go. The line drive says catch wrestler Mike Mizanin is not something I ever expected to say out loud <laughs> until today. Uh, I did not expect to hear Billy Robinson and, and Gotch's name dropped in a Miz match. Nia Jax comes out and immediately gets interrupted by Becky. Becky tore her up on the mic. Becky, you know, per usual. She does every week, though, really. She does every single I week. I felt like Nia Jax kind of buried herself a little bit in this promo. Kind of. Did you get yeah. that vibe? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Becky said that, you know, your entire existence in this company is built off of other people's names. First, it was your cousins. Then it was me. I'll be known as the greatest of all time. And you're just going to be known as the person who punched the greatest of all time. And if you're good with that, that's fine. But I'm going to beat you. And Naya would say, <laughs> Naya was like, well, I'm going to punch you in the face. And you're going to be in the hospital with your little daughter over Christmas and then or over New Year's night. And your daughter's going to say, Mom, why are you more ugly than usual? Which, like, come on. Actually, that was the only line I liked because <laughs> I liked Becky Lynch's response to that. And come on, if you bringing up someone's daughter anytime it works, especially when a woman does it to another woman, it's it's a little bit more like extra dirty, you know? I guess. But it's like. It is. It's reasons to throw down, man. I would be sure throwing that- down with them moms for that. Pretty sure Becky's comfortable in her own skin. I don't think that she views herself as ugly. <laughs> no, but if some, it doesn't matter if you view yourself as ugly. If another woman tells you that your daughter is going to think this about you, Fair. how dare you even speak my daughter's name? I'm coming after you. And so that's why I liked that line. And I liked Becky's reaction to that, which was just going straight towards her and like pummeling her because that is the only reaction to that. Well, if my kid said, why are you more ugly than usual? I'd say, pardon me, you little shit, is what I would well, say. It's different when somebody else says it. Yes. You get me? Yes, you're right. <laughs> because so Becky, kids will tell you like straight up if you ugly. Point blank. Be- <laughs> Becky wants to fight tonight. Uh, and I did think it was funny when Naya was just walking away. <laughs> like, well, this conversation is very clearly over. And then Becky jumped her. They're going to face each other at day one. KE775 says, do you think Becky and Nia ended at day one or do they keep it going until Rumble? Uh, this is Nia's best uh, SL in WWE. I don't know what that means, but um, I think that they, well, Nia entered the Royal Rumble, so she's in it. Uh, but I think Becky eliminates her from the Royal Rumble as well. I think Becky wins at day one and then eliminates her from the Royal Rumble as well. My favorite part was when she said she entered the Royal Rumble and nobody moved. And then Becky Lynch is like, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> she goes, but we're here tonight and maybe they care about that. And then she goes, no, okay. They don't care about you here either. No, I feel bad. This is a very, uh, this is a very lopsided feud in the sense that all the interest is with Becky here. And I, I feel, I do feel bad because I do think Naya has been doing a lot better this time around. We've spoken about that, but it's just not. The promos that we've been seeing last week and this week, I kind of feel bad for Naya because she's kind of set up in a position where no matter what she says, no matter what's being done, she's always coming out on the losing end of it. Regardless, like there hasn't been one moment where I'm like, oh, man, Naya Jax came through. Let's go. No, it hasn't happened. Hasn't been actively bad, which I'm. No, but it hasn't been. And I see. Here's the thing. 
when Becky and Trish, remember Becky and Trish and their promos and how there was some that everybody shit on. I preferred those promos over what we're seeing here with Becky and Nia. I'm probably alone in this one, but that's how I feel. Ricardo says, I miss Will in this space. Hope he's well. He's doing great work in his dream job and doing really, really good work at it. Rock hard Joel Wood says, what's your speculation on TNA's big signing and the world's collide line in their tweet? Any chance WWE and TNA working together? There's always a chance, especially with the Endeavor connection now. I would be surprised. I'd be very surprised by that. But... um I'm going to dig a little bit more. I don't want to set unrealistic expectations because what I've learned is that if I even give my opinion on something on, on one of these shows, people will act like it's something that I know. And I don't know that. Well, for me, like kind of seeing just what was said, it's not every day that Scott Demore comes out and it's like, Oh, well, we got this big announcement. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do yeah. that very often. So the fact that he came out and he said on Busted Open that, you know, that this major thing was happening, uh, I'm really taking it to gospel where I'm really am expecting it to be someone huge. Uh, of course, we already touched on Mercedes Monet. You mentioned Okada. He's going to be there at Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, doing his thing. They can easily announce and be like, hey, we've signed them. You know, that would be freaking sure. nuts too, right? So I do see that those two names as a possibility because anybody else, like who else would you consider like a real, real huge free agent for them? That's available? That would right. be the it's, biggest ever? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's only so many names. Hey, Sean's Impact social media page also teased worlds colliding for hard to kill with the Impact Endeavor partnership. Could we see some WWE talent appear on the show like AJ Styles? If Endeavor, I hope so. if Endeavor says so, then yes, I would love that. Uh, are you going to be there, Denise? Yeah, I'm planning on it. It's in Bill Las Pearl's Vegas. It's a three-hour yeah. drive, so I can definitely be there. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is their opportunity. This is their big opportunity. I don't think that we'll see the WWE thing, but I would love to be wrong about that. Kim Gray says, have a happy holiday, you two. My birthday's Christmas Eve. Well, happy early birthday. Says holiday stream was so fun last night. Love you, cousins. Ha ha. Denise wouldn't have any idea how fun the Christmas stream was. She I'm didn't show sorry. Up. I got busy. I I got busy. You, you were getting busy, were you? I got busy. Denise. I was busy. Whoa. I'm not saying what I was doing, but I was busy. What were you doing? What do you care what I was doing? I don't gotta I know get that information. Doing. I know what you were doing. I was not cutting anyone's dong off. Hmm. Hmm. It was my day off. I was relaxing. Well, I can relax thanks to the versatility of NordVPN. There is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, 
and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. People saying that should have been a Bluetooth segue. Listen, I've got the the dates for these ads pre-selected strategically, Uh, but Jambeard says, Denise using that Bluetooth sponsorship to get busy. Are you still working with them? Not this month. No, then, Jambeard, no. But uh, we have expanded our partnership for 2024. So SAS says, do you think the Women's Rumble will be a newsworthy one with Sasha, AJ Lee, Jade, Julia, Liv, Dakota potentially returning? I think that every, well, all of them except for Julia are in play. Uh, Julia has a, a deal well beyond that, and we'll have some more on Fightful Select. But I'm, I can't remember a time I've been as excited for a Women's Royal Rumble, Denise. Yeah, especially because we still got a lot of question marks. We got, of course, is Jade Cargill going to be in this Royal Rumble? Then you've got the NXT women. A lot of them have gotten very popular. Are any of them going to be making cameos in the Royal Rumble? And then, of course, you have your big stars. You have Deanna Perrazzo. Whether or not she's going to show up, we'll see. Uh, People, I'm sure there's going to be people expecting Mercedes Monet. I mean, there's going to be a lot of expectations. So, of course, the, the overall excitement is definitely there. Gunther scolded Vinci and Kaiser backstage. He said that he's going to take a little bit of time off. Well-deserved. He wants them to pick up some wins. Uh, <laughs> they're mad at Kofi Claus backstage as well. Bronson Reed uh, approaches Adam Pierce to you know throw his hat in the ring for the IC title stuff. But later on, Vinci and <laughs> Kaiser attack Kofi Claus. They are saved by Jay Uso. Jay Uso gets the win. So Gunther is not going to be happy about this, but it baby faces Kofi. It baby faces Jay Uso. It heals Imperium. I see why they did all that. Vin saying, where is Woods? You know what? I'll find out. But uh, I thought this was just fine. I mean, this wasn't anything that's going to be like significant creatively, but it made sense. Sean, do you have a list? Because every time you come on here, people ask you questions and you say, oh, I'll find out. Do you have like a list of like all the things you have to find out? Or how do you decide what thing is the most pressing item? I do have I do keep a list of things that I need to ask about. Yes. Okay, I was curious. Um, But anyways, so I had a really embarrassing moment during this. So I did not know that Jey Uso's shirt was purposely blurred. Yeah. Like they actually sell that shirt on shop, wbshop.com. Pretty, pretty brilliant. I had no effing idea, man. It was like, <laughs> I was so surprised by that. Well, Ryan been doing my work for me, by the way. Woods was at a convention in Atlanta this week. He wrestled about three weeks ago. So usually anytime somebody doesn't have a match for three or four weeks, I start asking about them, you know, just because it could mean they're hurt. But yeah, the, the Yeet shirt. Makes all the sense in the world to me. I'm I'm glad they're doing that. Hell yeah. Make use of it. Call me says, if it's not Rhea versus Becky at Mania, 
who should face Rhea or win the Rumble. Perhaps Liv the Shiv Morgan comes back and steals Dirty Dom. Making Liv a heel and Rhea a face could be interesting. Make Liv's theme song Thug Life. She is a Cena fan. I guess you could say she's going to smoke the competition, Denise. Well, she might get high up there if she does. Oh, God damn it. That was worse than mine. Um, <laughs> you put me I, on the spot. I had nothing planned. I think Rhea and Becky could be a major match at Elimination Chamber. Uh, but I think almost whatever Rhea does there is going to be major. But also, I think that for a show of that size, you want a big, big, big time main event. And part of me wonders, and I would love to ask Rhea this myself. If she had to choose, which would you rather main event? WrestleMania this year or Elimination Chamber this year? Home country. Yeah, she might be a tough that one. Because I'm pretty sure that woman is confident that somewhere down the line, she's main eventing a WrestleMania. Her and Bianca is going to main event a mania at some point. Honestly, depending on whether or not I don't know. If I was Rhea Ripley, I would be like both. Sure. I deserve it because I'm a star. And that's what Rhea Ripley is, a star. But it's pretty clear that Punk's going to main event that show. No, I know. But that's what I'm saying. If I were Rhea Ripley, I would say both. Jonathan Cronus is which version of Punk theme do you all like? AEW or WDB? Oh, I like the original Cult of Personality way better. It's just more. It hits harder. Pleasing. It hits harder. Jay winning the IC title. I could absolutely see a, a Jay Uso IC title run in the future. I think as of now, they're going to get to Mania and he'll face Jimmy, and that will be a big match at uh, WrestleMania. And the thing about that is that it's deserved in the sense that if Jay wins it, it's also this thing where Gunther has made that title important versus before Gunther, Jay winning the Intercontinental title. I don't know if it would have meant as much as it does if he were to uh, for example, defeat Gunther and win the Intercontinental Championship. Like he's really changed the trajectory of that t- title for like, you know, for re- for the last couple of years only. Guys, you can get your super chats and humper chats in like Chris Kenny. He sent a uh, sent in a super sticker. Chris, if you have a question to apply with that, you can uh, send it to Luis. But thank you so much. Uh, but if you're here, please leave a thumbs up on this video, whether or not you are watching live or watching after the fact. Uh, also, leave a nice comment below. Tell us your favorite thing about this episode of Raw. I want to generate more conversation here. I've been getting on the Fightful YouTube, answering a lot of, lot of questions and comments a lot more lately. And please remember, we are on podcast platforms everywhere. Your Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. Leave us a nice review over there. Rock Hard, Joel Wood says, Weekly Checkup, Mercedes by Mania 40. What's the percentage? I'll say 50%. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? Vin says, do you think WDB would let the fans vote on who goes last between Rhea, Becky, Seth, Punk, as Becky, Seth might not want to take the main event from each other? I would love to see that in the future. New Japan did that one time where they they let the fans vote, and they ended up voting the IWGP Intercontinental Championship as the, the show closer. Do you think that's possible? I'm sure it's possible, but I don't like the idea of that. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
I think a head, uh, you should know who your headlining main event should be. Like you should know it. Like I should check all the boxes for the flow of the show too. Like, you know how it's going to end. Like they specifically pick matches to end the, you know, how they want it to as well. I like that idea though, Vin. I like it an awful lot. That would be unprecedented, but also. I don't like change. <laughs> you could you could open yourself up to some trolling there too. And the next thing you know, Omos is main eventing <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> or Shane McMahon. Omos versus Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah, Omos versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Main events, WrestleMania Man. 40. Akira Tozawa wanted a match. He got it. It's against Ivar. I like that he isn't afraid of anybody because he is an actual, he's a great wrestler. Call me crazy. Says Tazawa was robbed. Wonder what the long-term plan for Nikki is. Seems like we might get Maxine Valhalla. They seem to be building women's interest or women's tag divisions on both brand. Wonder if there's any interest in Deanna or getting Mandy Rose back. I'll have an update on Deanna soon. I haven't heard of any interest in them getting Mandy Rose back. None. I would stay far, far, far away from booking a singles match between Maxine and Valhalla. I don't think that would go well. I think that you keep teaming Maxine with Ivy after that team, after the, the day one thing. But yes, Tazawa was robbed. And Kami says, I want Tazawa to get built up to face Gunther eventually. He can go in the ring, but isn't credible after years of being a comedy act. Given Maxine as his manager, it would go hard. He doesn't need to win the IC title, just build up to a challenge. Denise, I would be okay with this because that would be that would put over the coaching of Gable. And I think it would babyface Gable an awful lot if he was like, yeah, of course I want to beat Gunther for that title, but I also can help others. And he can help the Creeds build up to becoming tag champions, something that you know he has a conflicted interest in. But also he can help Akira Tozawa become an actual threat because Gunther and Akira Tozawa would have an absolute slapper of a match. They would. How would you feel if they did that? By the way, Ivar whipped Akira Tozawa's ass. So a couple of weeks ago, we kind of touched on this and I was sort of like against it. Like I didn't really care too much about going that direction. However, after tonight, I do have to say that I've changed my mind because this match was my second favorite match of the night. And that's kind of crazy to say, like, I can't even believe I'm saying that, but I had so much fun just watching this match and watching Akira Tozawa try and bless his heart, try to take down Ivar, but in an enjoyable way where like there was moments where you forgot, like, I don't know, like it was just you, you forgot. There were moments where you forgot that Akira Tozawa has been booked as more so of a comedy act versus, uh, you know, putting more emphasis on the wrestling side of things. And so having this match, there were some moments where I'm like, damn, even just like the way that at one point he threw him out of the ring and even just the way that Akira Tozawa just like, he, he didn't fall, but he like sped walked out of there. It was kind of, it worked out really well with the way that they did that. The way that he was uh, clotheslined at one point, the way that he like school, uh, that freaking Ivar just like freaking sat on him. Uh, that was freaking cool. There was a couple of moments. There was another moment where he literally turned the man inside out. So there was a lot that they did here that I had fun with and you can, tell like a different kind of a story with these matches. So I do like the idea of them doing something a little bit more on the wrestling side with Kira Tozawa. I think after tonight, they kind of won me over. We have the tag team titles, Katana Chance, Caden Carter defeated Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, now they didn't have Chelsea Green defend these titles a lot. They had her try to get out of this match tonight, 
but she has carried everything for that tag team division for a number of months. She has been one of their best rehires of the Triple H era. She has done phenomenally. And if you remember, when she left, she was the subject of a lot of jokes for all the pitches she made and all that stuff. And here she is becoming a success in WWE. And anybody that saw her work at Impact knew she could be. She was such a very clear WWE talent that I couldn't believe they didn't pick her up out of Tough Enough. Couldn't believe it. Uh, and that title reign is over. The match was, you know, fine. Katana and Caden have been around as a team for a long time. I'm glad this happened, mainly because there was a guy in our chat a couple weeks ago asking us why Triple H hated them. And I said, give it a month, please, because I heard they were in for a push. They got their push. So here's my question. First of all, with Chelsea Green, who would you say was a better rehire than Chelsea Green? Because I'm not thinking, nobody's really popping up in my head right now, besides maybe like Bronson Reed was a really good rehire. I think Chelsea, from at least from an accolade level, is up there. But, I mean, Bronson has done really good stuff, too. I think those are, are the, I think, best. Because Cross, I wouldn't put him up there. No. The top, uh, you know, freaking hit row, I wouldn't put up there. Mm -mm. Dakota Kai, unfortunately, got injured, so that kind of worked against if, her. If Johnny was on TV more consistently, maybe him. But. Maybe. Exactly. So she might be one of the best rehires that has done yeah. the most from like a bunch of those people, because yeah, I'm, I'm, unless I'm forgetting someone, please throw it out there in the chat or whatever. But as of right now, like that's the one, that's the name that's screaming towards me. Um, and then in regards to Kaden and Katana, I was completely taken aback by them winning the titles. I was shocked. Uh, I don't mind it. It was a pleasant surprise, but I'll be honest, the second that they won, I realized that, you know, that the Creed brothers were probably not going to be winning the tag team titles. Uh, and I was kind of hoping for that, but whatever. Um, but I was happy for Kaden and Katana because they are a real actual tag team. And as much as I love Chelsea and Piper and Niven together, um, they're a real tag team. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue the story with Chelsea and with Piper and uh, what they do with Kaden and Katana. KE775 says, do Kaden and Katana keep the titles for a while? Or do you think Chelsea and Piper win them back? Obviously, Asuka Kairi will probably win them before Mania. So the Kabuki Warriors are now on SmackDown. I saw somebody mention, what about Kairi? She just came back. I saw people saying, CM Punk is a rehire. That man ain't coming to work on Mondays. What are you all talking about? What are you all talking about? I, he hasn't I don't, done anything yeah. yet. He cut a promo. Come on, guys. I don't think I would put CM Punk in that rehire category. It would have to be like just different circumstances, yeah. different story, different journey. Can't compare the two. Um, and then who was the other person? Kyrie. She just got there. She just got there. Just got there. Uh, but yeah, I think that they'll probably lose the titles to the Kabuki Warriors along along the line. JM says, would WWE be open to partnerships like Stardom? Well, if they were, it would be probably with this complete group, uh, this Japanese wrestling alliance that's going on now. So it would probably have to be approved by that at some point. Matthew England says you should put out a weekly thread on Fightful Select for things you follow up on or ask about is punk at day one. Haven't heard yet. Um, I just haven't heard yet. And I feel like they would just advertise it if he was there, but I'm not ready to say yes or no. Uh, Cause I haven't heard anything. Uh, we, we do 
select portions on Fightful Select where we put like five or six notes in there. And if I happen to have followed up on something, I, I do that. Shazarn says, Aussie here. It's insane that Elimination Chamber is in Perth. Most of the population is on the East Coast. So it's like flying from New York to L.A. But L.A. was a small town. Uh, yeah, when I told uh, Fightful alumni Anna Bauert that it was happening in Perth, she was like, why? And she lives there. And uh, so we're going to have her doing some media for that show. Very excited for that. But a return, a fightful return. There you go. There you go. Patrick says match of the year predictions for mania. Y'all are the goats. Well, if I, we want to predict in that sense, what match I think will steal the show. I think Becky and Rhea, if it happens on mania, will steal the show. I think that they're going to go out there and especially if they're not the main event, you saw what Rhea and Charlotte did last year. <laughs> they proved a point. Hey, that's one of my dream matches, man. I'm so excited that they do that match. I've been hoping. I'm I'm going to be legitimately sad if that's not a WrestleMania match that we get, uh, Becky and Rhea. Uh, well, have they announced day one Nakamura versus Cody again? No. They should. Uh, I loved the Nightmare Before Christmas, Bushinsuke Nakamura. He called Dusty Rhodes inbred. Yeah, why? Because he's, you know, he's Southern. Yeah, but he was never, like, portrayed, like, in that sort of light, though. That's a little bit too extreme, don't you think? <laughs> Calling him an inbred? Are you saying that <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura was claiming that the American Dreams gimmick was that he was inbred? I don't know, man. I just thought it was a little too extreme to go that direction. Calling him an inbred. Well, Cody has had it with this shit and attack Shinsuke Nakamura. I, this is, I mean, it took them almost eight years to really figure out Nakamura from a character standpoint in the ring. There were only a couple times where uh, along this whole journey where I'm like, damn, that's the Nakamura I saw in new Japan. And really after like the first match, I can probably count them on one hand. But from a character standpoint, I don't know if I've ever been more interested in Shinsuke Nakamura, Denise. How, how do you feel on that one? I'm definitely more interested than I was before. Yeah, I've been liking the creative and behind the uh, vignettes that they've been doing. And I especially like that this time it didn't end with just like a, a subtle fade of Shinsuke Nakamura doing this creepy smiley face. But that this time Cody Rhodes put on his big boy shoes and went out there and attacked him. Yeah. I thought that was more uh, smart for Cody Rhodes to do, because if not, then you're just going to. Why wouldn't Cody Rhodes ever find this guy? Like this is not the first or the second or the third time that we've seen Shinsuke Nakamura do these types of promos. Why wouldn't Cody Rhodes go find him and attack him? Uh, I did like this. I like that they also did. Uh, what did they call it? The nightmare, um, the rip off of the nightmare before Christmas. The, yes, I forgot I how they had it mean. on there. I know what you mean. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty clever. I did like that little idea that they did there. That was funny. So, I mean, other than that, that was that was kind of in. Uh, Line Drive says uh, Shinsuke with a win for Hater of the Year. Oh man, we're getting uh, raided on Twitch, which is a great thing. Look at look at that. Look. Oh my God. It's Marseille and Mansois. Mason and Mansois, thank you guys so much. Thank you, fellas, so much. I'm supposed to interview uh, Mansoor in Tampa next month, so nice. hopefully that'll that'll be good. 
That's the one I'm I, like, I don't have WDB media plans yet, but I was like, you know what? He's in town. Got to, got to interview him. The backshot Kings. Uh, listen, if they don't do a move called the backshot Lariat, they are really, really missing out. <laughs> I, and look, he says, interview me prick. I would love to. Are you, I, well, of course you're going to be in Tampa. Let's, let's do one. We don't even have to wait till Tampa. We can do it wherever, but I, I will be there. But thank you, fellas, so much. Our our Twitch is very much, uh, I wouldn't say fledgling. It's been around for a while, but you know we don't focus on it nearly as much, so we appreciate the love. Listen, if I'll say this. If you all do some stupid shit, I won't report it. Just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. There you go. So if you all do something really ridiculous over the next week, as long as it's not criminal, I won't report it. Merry Christmas, fellas. Thanks for the raid. I appreciate you all. Tegan and Natalia talk with Shayna and Zoe. Orion Ben says fantasy booking. Shayna, Zoe battle Natty, Tegan, then Fire and Don interrupt the Kabuki Warriors and they jump in, all while Chelsea and Piper are arguing with Pierce. Well, spoiler, FightfulSelect.com reported that uh, Alba and Isla will be back on TV this week on SmackDown. So I hope that happens. They're, they're starting to build that division a little bit more. Kabuki Warriors, Alba Isla. You know, you've got the tag champs that can pop up over there too. Seth Rollins cut his promo and he's interrupted by Drew. And I don't know how I'm supposed to boo Drew McIntyre. I don't know. Like he came out and he said, listen, I'm I respect you because you said exactly what everybody else should have said to CM Punk. You didn't kiss, kiss his ass. You told him exactly how it was, like a leader should. And for that, I respect you. And his promo got deep. It got real deep. He brought up some, some points that are really reflective of his actual life, some personal stuff that, that I won't put, it, put out there myself. But he talked about how Seth's wife has had to confront a lot of this same stuff like oh well it'd be nice if we could have the wedding in front of my friends and family it'd be nice if we could celebrate christmas around my friends and family oh wait we got to work the next day oh well, there's this big match there's all that oh it is so so deep and he's like and then what happens when a family member gets sick and you can't get off the road or you don't want to get off the road oh man uh <clears throat> it was deep it was really deep. Let's just talk about right now the Drew aspect of things. So the Drew McIntyre portion of it was, you know, he's the heel, right? Like that's what he is. He's the heel, but damn, allegedly. he, yeah, allegedly, I guess. So he really kind of took it to a different direction that I wasn't expecting when he brought up his mother, when he brought up, you know, that, that portion of it. And when he told Seth Rollins that he didn't just want to win the championship, the world heavyweight championship that he needed to win it because it was supposed to be the thing that, uh, you know, the thing that confirmed that validated his work, that validated his sacrifices and everything that he's done. I think that was the part that got me because I feel, 
like everyone can relate to that. Like anybody who's ever worked at anything, anybody who's ever sacrificed at anything, there's always that one thing that people really, really want in order to validate your work and validate those sacrifices. So freaking Drew McIntyre bringing this out, I was like, damn, I thought I was supposed to boo you, yet I'm out here going, you know what, Drew McIntyre? I relate to you. Uh, so that was sort of unexpected. I'll, and Seth I'll tell you something. Let's talk about that. So I wanted to bring this up. Sorry to cut you off. That's fine. Somebody that Seth Rollins relates to is apparently Adam Hangman Page. Because for the second straight week, he has went bar for bar a Hangman Page promo. Because he said that he hated CM Punk. And in Hangman Page's promo, he said to CM Punk, I don't hate you. I pity you. And he looked at Drew McIntyre tonight and he's like, listen, I don't, I hate CM Punk, but I don't hate you. I actually pity you. Here's the thing. Within the context of AEW, Hangman Page was right. He felt like he needed to protect AEW from CM Punk. And one of my favorite things about AEW TV is when wrestling history is AEW history. So if it happened in WWE, it's still their history. Seth Rollins, even if he, if he's smart, it's probably intentional from his part. He knows what he's doing. Within the context of kayfabe to Seth Rollins, not only is this true to me, it was absolutely true when Hangman said it. Now I got to protect you from the same shit that that guy was protecting you from. So, of course, he's taking a little influence there. Damn, this was good stuff. When Seth, when Seth told Drew that he pitied him, I kind of thought, like, it made me... It ma I got why Seth said it, right? But it made me mad a little bit. It made me kind of be angry at Seth Rollins because I was thinking, like, damn, I'm out here connecting with Drew McIntyre and you're out here yes. feeling bad for him. So what does that mean that I was out here not feeling bad for him, but rather siding with him and almost wanting to, like, even though I know that the end game is going to be Seth Rollins and CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship, right? Like, that's the direction we know we're going and, and even knowing all of that, there was a part of me that thought, damn, I kind of want to see Drew get some World Heavyweight Championship action on him, you know? Like, I, it yeah. made me want to see that. Uh, and so, man, this was good. This was really good. I, I love this. I love Drew McIntyre's promo. He's on a really great run right now with that. A lot of people asking about Hangman to WWE. Uh, maybe in, like, 2026, 2027, he has a multi-year deal Seven-figure deal. He's making a lot of money. Uh, Matthew England says, I'm not going to read that one. K775 says, uh, hopefully WWE can keep Drew McIntyre in 2024. It's the most compelling he's been in a long time. I agree. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal job that he's doing. Andy says, where do you think Drew, Mercedes, Becky, and Seth end up in free agency? I think Becky and Seth will end up back in WWE. I think Mercedes... WWE or AEW? Uh, who are the free agents WWE could target besides Mercedes and Okada? QT for NXT is one. Um, Deanna is definitely one. Uh, I think they will go after Dustin later this year. Um, and I think they could go after Camille. Uh, Drew? Drew is the biggest question mark to me. Because I know that 
I know a lot of people thought that the Survivor Series thing that had him upset was a complete work. It was not. It was not a work. And for him, from what I understand, it wasn't as much that Punk got hired. It was that he was lied to, lied to about it immediately before, and that's important to him. Uh, Zeno Aller says Jordan Oliver. Yeah, Jordan Oliver is such a such a pro. Demel says turn Gunther babyface. Judgment Day beat him down. Dom wins the IC title. Oh no, Dom is not winning that IC title. That's brutal, man. I would have to like at least miss work for a couple of months to recover from that. If he were to beat Gunther or something like that, I would have to need recovery. <laughs> no, so, thanks. Judgment Day defeated the Creeds. I really like this match. There were a lot of people questioning how this went at the end. Fahad says, what was up with Priest? He looked pissed. Connor says, the pinfall at the end of the main event go as planned. Priest looked pissed at the end. So, what I'm about to say is complete speculation. Complete speculation. Yes, the creeds are phenomenal. A few years in, listen, they're going to be a little rough around the edges. That Brutus ball landed right on Damian Priest's head. <laughs> right on his head. Uh, but there was also a situation where Julius kicked out at about 3.1. Like full Bobby Fish style with the, the CM Punk GTS. I don't know if that was it. I'll see what I can find out. But I mean, I could see one of those two situations leading to it. Or what often happens, I am often told these people are just good at their job. Every time somebody had said, is Kevin hurt? He slammed his head on those stairs. I ask and then I'm told he's just good at his job. Well, they were very good at their jobs tonight. This was a, a phenomenal match. The Creeds didn't need to win this. If they did, I would have been like, cool. But the Judgment Day, they, they got to be up there for Tag Team of the Year as well. It's, I felt like once Chelsea and Piper lost their titles, these weren't going to switch. How did you feel about the match and did that telegraph it for you a little bit? Yeah, definitely did. That was uh, something I mentioned earlier was the second that Caden and Katana won. I was like, yep, there goes the Creed Bros. Uh, I wanted the Creed Brothers to win because I thought it would be a great way to sort of wrap up this like year with a big win for the Creed Brothers like that. And I'm just a little bit more interested in what they would look like as tag team champions where I'm a little bit over Damian Priest and Finn Balor with the tag team titles right now. So for that reason, I wanted the Creed Brothers to win. But in regards to the match itself, I mean, they're like Julius Creed, man. I mean, this freaking dude, there was a moment where he did a kip up and he literally did. He did that easier than like what it looks like just to get off of the couch. Like, I mean, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. He just does some stuff where I'm like, I don't know how you make it look like it's a walk in the freaking park. Uh, and so he's just that person that his freakish athletic ability is something that I'm in awe of each and every single week with the match. And it was unfortunate that the Brutus ball turned out the way that it did, because I mentioned last week that the Brutus ball is it's becoming my favorite fit tag team finisher right now. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed that too. So you know, maybe it didn't it wasn't A plus plus, but I still thought it was an A sure. A level match. I love this match. This was a very entertaining one. Um, best match of the night. They have done a really good job at making matches like this maximized for television, and title matches on television now mean something again, and that's what I want. Like they threw three title matches on this show, and this felt like a big WWE Raw. You got a title match every hour, almost. Hell yeah, man. Then you got another big one on, on day one, a world title match. 
We know Seth Rollins is winning that match, but it still feels huge. It feels like a big show. The show flew by today, and then given that CM Punk wasn't on, that could be like an immediately like turn off sometimes, or you're like, yeah. it's almost like when Roman's not on SmackDown, and you're like, oh, it, man. Isn't that wild? Because Punk wasn't even there a month ago, but it is. Like, when you don't have that gigantic name, it can feel like that a little bit. Yes, and even so, I looked at the clock, and I thought we were like barely going to be at like I don't know what time I thought it was going to be. I looked and we were already halfway through the show. And I thought, oh, damn, we're halfway through the show. And when the main event hit, I was so dumb. I didn't even realize it was the main event. I looked and I was like, oh, shit, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> and so I like that because, you know, it's a three hour show. It can, there's been some tiring episodes. Uh, this wasn't one of them. This was a, a hell of a show, I thought. Sheldon Jackson said, they have a reason to continue the feud with the Creed Brothers and Judgment Day since Priest, who was legal in the match, Pin the non-legal Julius. Brutus was the legal man for the creeds. And it was so fast and the furious, or fast and furious that uh I didn't even realize that. I'm I'm and somebody said his shoulder was literally up. You yeah, it was. All right. I'm I'm gonna see uh what was going on there. But Matthew England says, My bad SRS just excited about the Philly loss. Yeah, I just just can't read super chats about appendages to that degree sorry <laughs> fred tim says need to split or combine the tag belts want a split though would you prefer a split or or just combining the belts um i think we have enough tag teams right now to do a split okay i would be okay if they combined it and used it as the golden ticket to get people on the other show if the brand split meant anything yeah i'm good with either option but yeah they do i think they do got enough tag teams though Guys, before we leave, leave a thumbs up. Don't forget Fightful Select. We're going to have a whole lot of great news this week. Get it straight from the source. Fightful Select. You can ask questions on those stories. Uh, we, we have a lot of conversation there with that, but a whole lot of stuff going on over there. And then here this week, I've got an interview with Eric Ademia. If you haven't heard about her, you are going to hear about her in the coming years. Uh, then on Thursday, Gringo Loco with Cresta, her first interview. Saturday. Right after Grapsity, Phil and Reg have an interview with Leo Rush that's airing. And then next week, Deanna Perrazzo. And you can get all those on, on Tier 2 of Fightful Select Early Access. Uh, but Denise, tell the people where they can find you and what you got going on. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo is the place to be. Sean and I just did a 2024 predictions video. We've been doing it every year since 2022. And basically what we do is come up with things that we think is going to happen uh, for the next year. And it's always really fun. Uh, check it out. Uh, we got 12 wrestling predictions in. So that's the newest video. And there is so much content coming up this week, uh, this like next couple of weeks here uh, on the channel that I think a lot of people are going to be excited about. Guys, I want to thank all of you who joined in on the holiday stream. Big thank you to Luis, who is always doing a great job uh, with our moderating and all that stuff as well. Couldn't do it without him. Leave a nice comment below, guys. Share our videos. Uh, follow us on Facebook. I've been doing a lot of news debunking over there. Like, you know, I'm basically like your 80-year-old great aunt using <laughs> Facebook right now. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start posting things in all caps going to be a good time guys until next time we're out